When I was a kid growing up in Jersey, uh, anybody who was a hoot or really funny or something, uh, we'd call him a riot. Ladies and gents, uh, this guy's a riot in more ways than one. Bob Dylan. One song at a time, proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host of Free Wheel and Rob Kelly, and our good pal Pat Butler is back. Hi, Pat. Hey, Rob. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been forever since you have been on the show. I just I just checked the, the dates, and you have not been on since June, which is insane. I, I, I apologize. Yeah. I love talking to you, and I didn't realize it had been that long. Well, thank you very much. I, I really enjoy talking to you all the time about Bob Dylan. And, um, you know, I, I, I do want to say, though, I, I actually really enjoy all the I, – I was listening this morning um, to the newest one, you know, and it was just, like, great to hear. Uh, please crawl out your window, by the way. We should talk about that sometime. Yeah. Um, but, I, 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 hey, listen, you know, everyone who knows me up in my neighborhood is always like, that kid's a Bob Dylan, you know, wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> so – <laughs> so uh you know it's good to hear some other voices out there you know so uh, absolutely yeah we've been having a lot of fun it's been it's been great but anyway i'm happy to have you back on and in, since you've been on the since you were on the last time you have seen bob dylan live again uh this is as of you yeah as of i where i talked about it on the show but you saw him so where how was it what was the show so it was uh, i think it was like three or four days after you saw him in philly uh yeah i think that's and, right like in november or december i think yep, right? yeah it was right before thanksgiving it was uh the 16th i think november and yep, um yep, yep. Literally the same set lists, and I I will say this I I think that I think Bob's in this kind of point in his career now where nothing's I've never seen a bad show, mm-hmm. but I've seen a lot of kind of middling shows, mm-hmm. and this was kind of a middling show, and I I don't know if it was just that you know I knew the set list kind of going in, um, I did like a lot of the arrangements he did Desolation Row he did. Um, Geez, I'm looking at. I mean, you know, things have changed. Was different. I mean, he, he's he's doing a lot of different things with the set in terms of like kind of musical arrangements, which I I, I liked. I can't say I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I you know it it was fine. It was fine. It was a good show. I I liked the Sinatra stuff. I'm not nuts about it anymore. I liked it. I liked it more. I think probably when he started doing it. Mm-hmm. Now I've seen what three or four shows. Now. Right. Yeah, you're, we're a couple of years into it at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I just kind of want to. I was like, mm, I just kind of wish there was more stuff going on, and um, you know, but it was good. It was fine, and it, it was kind of interesting because he played the Aganis Arena in Boston here, which is part of Boston University. And it's like, you know, it's a basketball arena. <laughs> so for me, it was it was just kind of like, oh, this is like maybe one of the smallest places I've ever seen him. Well, I shouldn't say that. I saw I saw him play a club show in 1997 and oh, wow. I stood five feet away from him. the whole. Oh, night. wow. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's we should do a pod on that night. Um, yeah, that sounds good. me buying the tickets is a great story. But um, OK. But anyways, so so for me, it was it was kind of cool, you know, just kind of seeing him in a smaller venue. But I, I do wonder sometimes, like, these smaller kind of basketball arenas, which he does occasionally in the winters, I don't know. The, the sound doesn't sound good, in, to me at least. You know, like, kind of – it just it feels like there's too much. Um, but, you know, I, I would just say this. Nothing really stood out, although I did like hearing Ballad of a Thin Man. I thought that was really, really great. Mm-hmm. And, uh yeah, I don't know. It was, it was very similar to the feelings you, I think, you had. You know, it was like it was a great show. Bob Dylan, you're always going to love it. You know, on some level, but um, I've seen better shows and I've seen worse shows. So yeah, I, I yeah. think in the middle. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm at show number 22 at this point. I really, as I said on the show, I'm kind of going more to pay respect to Bob than I am expecting some great revelatory experience. And I, I I've actually been enjoying the Sinatra stuff more in live concert than I have on the on the discs, really. Oh yeah. Uh, so I mean, I I mean, look, as I said back then, I'm going to buy every album that they put out with Bob Dylan's name on it, but. I, w- I would be up for a live album of the Sinatra material, like the you know, like the pick of the litter kind of stuff. Mm. That would be really interesting because I actually think he's been putting that stuff across live better than it than it comes on the record. But that's that's neither here nor there. So anyway, uh, that's awesome. I'm glad you had a chance to, to see him again. It's always fun when he comes around. So uh, God, I, I'm presume I'm we're in 2018. We're in another year. He'll presumably be coming around again. So. <laughs> I know, I know. I was looking at the dates, and I was like, mm, "There's a there's a date. I think there's like a couple of like New York dates or something like that." And I was looking at, it and I was like, oh, "Can I do it?" You know. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, anytime he plays the Northeast, I'm pretty much trying to go. You know, so some at some point, if he co- if he goes to New York and he does it, we'd have to do a thing. We would go together. We would meet yeah, up. Yeah, that yeah, would be awesome. It. That would be super. Let's do cool. it. We do Absolutely. Right. No. We'll promise that. We said it live on the air now. It's All right. <laughs> forever, forever recorded in podcast. You're on. You're on. Cool. Uh, anyway, the song we're here to talk about is Maybe Someday, which is from the less than critically praised 1986 album, Knocked Out Loaded. And I have to say, for this episode, Pat is really giving me a, doing me a mulligan because <laughs> he knows I love this song. This is like one of these songs that hardly anybody else likes, but I love it. It's just a song about a relationship, about a, you know, as the title suggests, maybe someday it's you'll regret the fact that you and I aren't together anymore and you're with this other person, it's Bob just doing a pop song. Uh, it doesn't, it, it, it's very, it's very eighties. Uh, you know, you've got the drum machine going and the synthesizer. It, it's, it's certainly not a sound that Dylan really probably persevered, should have persevered with. And it's got the Queens of rhythm wailing on in the background, but this mm-hmm. is one of the, this is one of the few songs where I like the Queens of rhythm. I actually like what they do with this. But, mm. I mean, it's, this is just a fun like three minute little pop ditty buried in the middle of this album. That's kind of by Bob's own admission was not really an album. It was just a bunch of stuff thrown together. And in fact, maybe someday was recorded for empire burlesque. And then it was, uh, the new vocals were done for knocked out loaded. So that album, you know, I, I think there's a bunch of great songs on it. And in fact, on this show, we covered Brownsville girl, uh, which is, of course, by far the best song on the, uh, gonna, on the uh, album. Okay. I mean, that's a great song. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I, most people that are Dylan fans, they the reason they even have anything nice to say about "Knocked Out Loaded" is for Brownsville Girl. You know, the, like that's the one song. Where, but I really, I really like the song, and the lyrics are fun. And it's again, it's it's upbeat. It moves fast. It opens with "Maybe someday you'll be satisfied when you've lost everything and you have nothing left to hide. When you're running through over things like you're walking across the tracks, maybe you'll beg, beg me like a dog to take you back." Maybe someday you'll find out everybody somebody's fool. Maybe then you realize what it would have taken to keep me cool. Maybe someday when you're by yourself alone, you'll know the love I had for you was never my own. And it's, I love how much Bob tries to cram the words into the lines. Like he's rushing through this song really fast. I've, I've listened to this song hundreds of times and I can barely keep up with it when I'm singing alone. Cause it's, he's just jamming the words in so fast. So I, I don't know. I, this is just, I'm not going to, I'm not having a lot to say about this song. Because it's just a fun, I, I keep repeating myself already, it's a fun <laughs> pop song, and you're not used to Bob Dylan singing kind of like light pop songs. Uh, okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I told you before we did the show today, I was like, I'm going to be, this is going to be probably one of my critical, <laughs> I don't hate this song. I don't hate this song. <laughs> okay. 
this is this is a junk song. This is this is oh, not. Oh no, Pat. This is not a this is not a great song. Um, <laughs> Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan is, you know, I just think he's the most amazing artist ever. But my God, I mean, I felt like I was reading this and I was like, you know, this reminds me of like tenth grade when they're like, go home and write a poem. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, Really, really, Rob. Uh, maybe then you'll realize what it would have taken to keep me cool to rhyme with somebody's fool. Um, the worst. Okay, so let me just talk a little bit about production. I know you're trying so hard to be nice about this, which I appreciate, Pat. I just okay. I don't like this album. I just don't like this album. I like There's Brown's- a lot of bad stuff on this album. They, they killed him. The, the that song is ter- with the children's choir. That is just terrible. Yeah, <laughs> children's yeah. choir. The like, cover and the cover is so cruddy looking. Like, oh it really God. looks like it was thrown together in five it's minutes. Like, it uh, yes, yes. You know what happened? He was totally on tour. Yeah. They were in like San Antonio. He went to like a movie and was like, that that's the cover of my album. You know what I mean? Like there's something about this record that I just I don't know. I I, I kind of just like constitutionally hate every album from like like infidel like after infidels yeah. to basically kind of like the Wilburys, i just like mm-hmm. tuned it all out mm-hmm. i just don't like any i mean i was looking at the lyrics actually it's funny you should say that because i you forced me to kind of listen to this again <laughs> because i was just like i, I damn I, it I, butler <laughs> but i mean like i've listened to this record you know half a dozen times just because i'm like it's bob dylan i have to listen to it right and I just, I don't, I just, I, I didn't like, I, I felt it was very 80s with the drum sound, 80s, like the, yes. the, the keyboards, and like you said, the Queens of Rhythm, who, on the gospel stuff, I think are great. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to this, and I'm just like, this is like cheesy, like we are the world, you know, I just, I mean, you and I are both kind of 80s guys, you know, we, we went through the 80s, and I just oh, remember. Yeah, it was gross. That's, I mean, I was, I was born in the early 70s, but I really kind of grew up in the 80s, because I went from being. Uh, nine to nineteen. I mean, that's right. a big time. Is the eighties? There you right? go. There you go. And so for me, that I was I was born in the late seventies. I'm a couple years younger than you, but like I just remember like these kind of like cheesy pop songs, and it just was like that like that 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 sound was just like everywhere. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whether it was Bruce Springsteen or Cyndi Lauper or whatever. And I I feel like they were trying to do that to Bob, which is like really a bad move, you know, because he's uh he's just not that kind of guy, you know. Um, but I will say I, I have come to appreciate some of these lyrics. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, you'll look back and wonder about the bridges you burned, you know, um, oh, what's the one about the hostile cities and unfriendly towns? I really, yeah. I know he stole that, but I like that. Yeah. Through hostile know? cities and unfriendly towns, 30 pieces of silver, no money down. Maybe someday yeah. you will understand that something for nothing is everybody's plan. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's great. Like, that's great. Like, I like, I'm like, this is a really good lyric. This is not the music for it. And this is like kind of a weird, I just don't, I don't know. I I don't connect to it. And I got to tell you, so here's my thing. You know what the worst line I think is? Oh, no. Yeah. What? What is it? You said you were going to Frisco. Stay a couple of months. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like Francisco. I was there for a party once. Well, I mean, he stole that from a movie. That's from, that's from Out of the Past starring Robert Mitchum. Which is an awesome flick, by yeah, the way. Yeah. FYI, like awesome movie, but seriously, like I don't know. I just it's not it's not the worst thing I've ever heard in my life or anything. Like that. I don't oh like. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. 
I just, I just, I don't know. I just don't connect to it. You know, uh, like I said, these two albums, Empire Burlesque and, and Knocked Out Loaded, I just don't enjoy these records at all. I, I think there's, I get the sense that there was a lot of like, hey, it's Bob Dylan. He's like a major figure. We need to do, but we need to like, we need to do what we've done with Bruce Springsteen, which is gloss it up, make MTV videos. I mean, you remember, right? I mean, we watched videos. I mean, that was like a big thing. And there's like, it, it feels like a just like, I don't know. It's like, Lyrically, it's so much better than like Phil Collins, but it sounds like you know what I mean, like a, a Phil Collins song or something. I, you know, I just I don't love it musically, at least. And I, I, I just, that lyric just always kind of like got me. Like, did he just throw that in there? Like, because I feel like he was just like, I'm I'm heading out of here in five minutes. I'm just gonna throw this line. On. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the, Dylan and the music industry were in a weird period in the '80s because you know they you had these new acts rising. You know, it was like Madonna was was come coming big and all these and you know, these, these much more visual artists. And it was, I think the music industry was like, well, what do we do with these, these, uh, these people like Bob Dylan or Neil Young, or, I mean, McCartney was like a separate thing because he was a Beatle and that's always going to have a level of popularity. Yeah. It's always going to be massively popular. But I mean, even like somebody like George Harrison, George Harrison had a tough time with his record. You know, the music industry didn't know what to do with these people. And there was a brief dalliance with trying to make them quote unquote contemporary, which was like, we have to make them sound like what new records sound like now. And Dylan, Unfortunately, he fell for that, and he went in oh, for that, and which is why these records sound the way they do. And by his own admission, I saw, I read in an interview, he really just was fulfilling a record contract. You know, he had he had to deliver X number of albums to Columbia, and he was like, yeah. "Okay, here's a, but you know, I'm going to record a bunch of songs, and then I'm going to take an eight or nine of them, put them on a record. Here you go, here's the record. Oh, and there's another. I, I oh yeah, I'm I'm doing. I I owe another record. Let me right. see what I have lying around." Here's eight or nine more songs. There now it's on a record, and he just kept doing that. And it was only because his record, first of all, the Woolberries was the thing. Harrison, his collaboration right. with Harrison and Petty and Orbison and Lynn, really got him to sort of like rededicate himself to writing songs. And then it happened to coincide with his uh, uh, his contract being renewed. And he had apparently signed with Columbia again, and he knew that he couldn't give them with with his new contract. He couldn't deliver another tossed off record. He had to really right. make it count, and that's right. that's what we got with Oh Mercy, and that really Which is a great record, an amazing, grazing record. So, I mean, by his own admission, this stuff in the mid '80s was a lot just sort of tossed away. That said, I still like this song a lot because it is just Bob. It, yes, it's Bob in a low gear, but to me, Bob in a low gear is still better than most people in oh. high gear. And I just, I don't know. I like how sort of casual this sounds. I mean, it, again, he goes on. Maybe someday you'll remember what you felt when there was blood on the moon in the cotton belt. When both of us, baby, were going through some kind of a test, neither of us, neither one of us could do what we do best. I should have known better, baby. I should have called your bluff. I guess I was too off the handle, not sentimental enough. Maybe someday you believe me when I say that I wanted you, baby, in every kind of way. Now, I will and admit. that's awesome. Right, exactly. And I will admit that the production doesn't match that. Uh, right. And, in fact, there is another fan of this song, which I didn't think existed. Um, there's a great website called BobDylan.org, uh, BobDylanOrg.uk, which is written by a guy named Tony Atwood. Oh, yeah. Who is a – he really writes really interesting stuff about Dylan's look. And he likes Maybe Someday. In fact, he calls it the forgotten masterpiece. How about that? 
but, for the Lord. But he also, but he also says that the the he doesn't like the arrangement. He wishes that these yeah. lyrics had been attached to a different song. And actually, his least favorite part is when the the Queens of Rhythm come up and do that in the, like in the middle Maybe break. Someday. Yeah, and I actually really like that part. The part where they raise their voice and they go the they do the ah uh, like that, and then Bob oh, comes yeah. back in. I actually really like that part. So I know I'm alone on this one. But I, again, I like this song. I think it's fun. It's it's Dylan going over, obviously him singing about a lost love who is off with another person, his material yeah. that he's gone over in a million other songs. And I would I want to hear ten maybe some days? No. But this one on on a on a weak record, I still think this stands out. And this is one that like when I build my playlists uh, to listen to Bob on on my iPhone, like this song's in there a lot. I have to admit, I really do like this <laughs> song. I mean, it's again. Um, again, he goes on. He says, "Maybe someday you'll hear a voice from on high saying, for whose sake did you live? For whose sake did you die? Forgive I, me, baby, for what I did. Yeah, there you go. Forgive yep. me, baby, for what I didn't do. For not breaking down no bedroom door to get at you. I always was a sucker for a right cross. Never wanted to go home till the last cent was lost. Maybe someday you will look back and see that I made it so easy for you to follow me. I, 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 I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think this, this, so this is one of those songs, and there's not a ton of these, because I really, really do think Bob is actually great at marrying music to lyrics, where I feel like the lyrics are incredible, but the music is just kind of, just like, weaker, you know? And it, it's, maybe it's the production. Who knows? You know what I mean? If, if, it, if he had done this with Lenoir later on or something like that, it might have been a very different song. But I always look at the song "I Remember You," which we, which you talked about before, yeah, we did which that. was on Empire Burlesque. I hate it. I hate that song on Empire Burlesque. I just could not take it, you know. And then I and then I saw Mass and Anonymous, and I right, saw the version he that. did in yeah. that, and I was yeah. like, that song is incredibly powerful to me now, you know. Especially, you know, I'm sure, you know, as we, you and I both get older and we lose people and stuff in our lives, you know, it's like that song is really, really incredible. But I think that was what was going on where you have record companies coming in and saying, well, this is what sells, you know, Bruce Springsteen sells. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what was, when this album come out, 86, 86, right? 86, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, you look, you're looking at like the top rock acts are all kind of this, you know, I mean, let's, let's put it this way. Most of those people play country fairs today, you know? So, um, there's a reason why, you know, Bob can still do what he does. And those guys are kind of in the dust, but, I just feel like production-wise, they were trying to slot Bob into something that clearly wasn't that good, you know? And and they, they throw a lot of stuff on this song, which lyrically, I agree with you, is really, really strong. I mean, that j- just qu- quoting those lines right now, I was like, you know, this is really, like you said, it's about, it's a kiss-off to an old lover, but it's like, it's more, you know? I mean, that's the thing he always manages to do, talking about, I don't know, just a lot of, like, a really strong lyrical themes, and yet I just... I don't know. Musically, I just the Queens of Rhythm. It, it just feel like too much, and I just feel like if it was just him and an acoustic guitar or something, or you know maybe a simpler band arrangement, I think it would have been a much better song. But that was the eighties. <laughs> yeah, it was the eighties. Yeah, I mean, I would love to hear another version of this. Uh, this has never been performed live. This nope. was just he just put it on the record and then basically forgot about it. It would be interesting to hear. Like a, like you men- mentioned on Maston Anonymous, like a you know a more yeah. you know like the the current band uh, yeah. that he's got doing this would be really interesting. I do have oh. to mention fun fact though: playing bass on this song is Kip Winger 
from, no way. from Winger, like the <laughs> band Winger. Like he was, I guess, like a session musician before Winger broke big. But, so but it's that's like, like everything you need to know. <laughs> I just can't. I can't picture like Winger. You know, like the the, the, the epitome of like the empty-headed. You know, uh, mascara <sighs> metal '80s stuff. Yep. Here he is in a room with Bob Dylan playing bass. It's very, very strange. But yeah, he's uh, there. He is. He's Kip Winger playing playing bass on this. Song. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you a funny story. So when I my my I have a brother who's probably a little older than you, but he was like totally into those '80s metal bands, <laughs> and he had a poster for Winger. <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, I was like, is Winger like a model? You know what I mean? Like, is that like? Uh, because he had like that long hair yep, and like yeah, all yeah, yeah. shirtless all the time, and yeah, that whole uh, the Nirvana just killed that whole movement. Oh, <laughs> they just, totally. The, the minute they broke, they just that Cinderella, they all went out the door. So yep. yeah, yep. yeah, it would be yeah, it would be interesting to, to hear this. I mean, the, the final verse, and I'm gonna quote that line that you hate so much. It says, <laughs> uh, "Maybe someday there'll be nothing to tell. I'm just happy as you, baby. I just can't say it so well. Never slumbered or slept or waited for lightning to strike. I love that line. There's no yeah. excuse for you to say that we don't think like you say." You were going to Frisco, stay a couple of months. I always liked San Francisco. I was there for a party once. Maybe someday you'll see that it's true. There was no greater love than what I had for you. So, and then like it that. ends with the Queens of Rhythm going, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. I know it's cheesy. I love it anyway. What can I say? I know. I know. Hey, listen, like I said, I, I, you made me. So you were like, you and I have been talking about this for a couple months, and I was like, I'm going to listen to this song again and try to like find some stuff I like about it. And I really do think these are really great lyrics, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it, it's it, we've both been through that kind of heartache and stuff. And mm-hmm. we're also mm-hmm. like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to get through this. And I, you know what, maybe someday you'll be thinking about me. And here's what you know, but it also he this is why he's so great. He turns it around. And it's also like a song about how much he still kind of like loves this person. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just I just hate that. I just hated the the way he sings it. About San Francisco and Frisco. It just, it's so, I mean, listen, whatever. You know, if this was like the last record he ever made, I we would not be doing this show, right? So, probably not, probably not. Yeah, so luckily, if, if, he, yeah, he steered out of the skid thanks to the Bullberries. So, yeah, yeah. we appreciate that. I, one other little detail, which is just sort of fun, knock that loaded trivia, is do you remember a bunch of years ago, when the, the, the story broke that Bob Dylan had like a quote-unquote secret child that nobody yes. knew about? You remember that? Because yep. famously, he's got the five children. There's the one daughter that he adopted, Sarah Lones, Sarah Sarah yep. Lones's daughter that he adopted mm-hmm. when they got married. And then they had four kids. Of course, everybody knows Jacob Dylan. And, he had four, and then it got revealed in like, you know, on the internet, they're like, oh, Bob Dylan has this secret love child who's like 16 years old. Yep. And, and people, and, you know, Bob, Bob even like talked about it and said, well, there was nothing secret about it. I just didn't, I just don't go around telling people. And it was like, right. Oh, wow. Okay. And then someone said, well, if you'll notice that child right after it was born is mentioned in the liner notes of knocked out loaded. Oh and yeah. And I get that record out there. There's the child. You see the, so it's like, it was so weird to like realize that like that child was around in 86 and just nobody knew about it because the press just wasn't paying attention to Bob Dylan that much at that time. But oh. there, there's the mention of the kid right there in the huh. liner notes. And it just took like 20 years for anybody to notice it. I thought that was, I think the kid's name like Desiree. And Desiree, was, yeah. Desiree and Dylan, Car- because it was, it was a child he had with one of his backup singers. Carolyn, Carolyn Den- Ca- Dennis. Carolyn right? Dennis. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like when you dig out the liner notes, you're like, oh, wow, it's it's like <laughs> some weird secret message or something that nobody understood. But here she is right there. He's mentioned right there. So, yeah, Knocked Out Loaded, not a great record. 
there's there's still some Brownsville girls great, and there's some other things yes. on the record that I really like, and there's some inexcusable things. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I think we're gonna I think we're done talking about maybe someday. I you can everybody you can go to iTunes and listen for yourself. I like it. It doesn't sound like a typical Bob Dylan song, certainly, but. I really dig. I have a goofy smile on my face as I'm talking about it. So <laughs> no, hey, this is great. I hey, let me just ask you though, when you when you do the outro, make sure you put the last verse on it so everyone can hear. It Actually, I was I'm going to do the thing where the girls come up in the middle. That's my favorite part where the girls do that that old line. I love that bit. So, oh man. Anyway, well, that's gonna do it for for maybe someday. Well, Pat, thank you so much for coming back on, man. I appreciate it. It's been too long since I've had you on. And next time we will talk about a song that you love. As opposed to, because I, again, you threw me a bone with this one and I appreciate it. So thanks so much. It's always great talking to you. Anytime, Rob. All right. Well, we will absolutely have to do some sort of New York concert. If if we get that, uh, if Bob comes to New York, we will do that together. We'll like record like a live episode. That would be super fun. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I do want to mention before we sign off, uh, if you are interested in supporting Pod Dylan financially, uh, you can go to fireandwaterpodcast.com and click the merch tab. And that takes you to our our network uh, merching, merch store over on TeePublic. And there you can buy the Pod Dylan t-shirt. Uh, we just have a t-shirt that just has the logo and a little quote. doesn't have a picture of Bob because I don't want to be violating any copyright or anything like that. <laughs> and all the money that we make from the, the merch on that uh, store goes to the, the website. goes to like paying hosting costs and file costs. So it helps defray the cost of the show. And the show isn't free to do for me. Uh, I don't want to handle I'm not going to do like a Patreon thing or anything like that. So if you're interested, go to uh, fireandwaterpodcast.com. Click on the merch tab and go to buy yourself a Pod Dylan t-shirt or maybe some others. There's some other items you can get with the Pod Dylan logo on it. So if you're interested, please check it out. Uh, anyway, of course, you can. Uh, t- we're talking about Bob Dylan always over on Twitter, which is at Pat underscore Pod underscore Dylan. And all the back episodes of the show are on the website, fireandwaterpodcast.com. So thanks for everybody listening, and we will see you later. Bye.